Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. Tony, I, my first reaction is just, fuck yes, let's go. Socks versus Detroit. That's, that's where it all starts. Because it all starts taking care of business in-house in the Central Division. That's right, I'm a meatball. You gotta bring that top button swag, baby. It is always great to beat the Cubs. And I'm a homer, so I always say they're gonna. Dallas Keiko Lampson got some beards that you should be afraid of. What everybody said when he gets out there, it's me versus the other guy, and I'm gonna beat him. So I just love that mentality. It's cool and fucking tough. Steve, Steve, Steve would you say that Tony is mad online? I, I would definitely say that. The White Sox winner. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I am your boy Buzz, and I am joined by my dudes Tony and Steve. It's a special threesome. Yeah, you heard what I said. I said threesome. It's a special threesome tonight here on Socks on Tap because White Sox win eight to nothing. That's not even the best part. The best part is it's. A, oh, I'll tell you before we get into the episode here. Go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Grab a goddamn beer right now and crack them, please, because it, it's a special goddamn night here. Special night. Anywhere you can listen to hey, podcasts. Hey, before, before you do that, Buzz. Uh-oh. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Okay. Cheers. Yeah. I got to go to the other side of the camera there. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Follow us on Twitter at Socks on Tap, at on Tap Sportsnet. Follow Steve at NWI Steve, Tony at Tony on Tap, me at Buzz on Tap. And if you want a new Carlos Rodon jersey, I know where to get that. I know where to get that. You go to Grandstand. That's where you go and get that Carlos Rodon jersey. You go to Grandstand. You can follow him on socials at Grandstand Socks. Go to GrandstandSocks.com. Go into the store. Anything White Sox related, Chicago sports related that you need, but most importantly, a Carlos Rodon jersey. If you need that, you go to Grandstand. Boys, what a game. What a game. I was on dub duty tonight. Did a Bulls game that ripped my heart out, which was kind of funny because my heart was beating out of my chest after the fourth, fourth or fifth inning. What a absolute fucking gem from Carlos Rodon, man. Steve, let's start with you. Initial thoughts, my friend. Initial thoughts. I usually ask you how you're doing, but I, I know you. I know you like the back of my hand, so I know you're on cloud motherfucking nine right now. So how you doing, man? Hey, yo, I'm doing real good. And real, real quick here, you know, you talk about this being a special occasion, getting a three-way. Usually you got to pay double for that kind of action. Noted. Noted, Tony. How you feel? <laughs> Tony, I mean, he's coming. Feel? He's coming right out of the gate with some heaters already, just like Carlos Jordan tonight. I'm doing fantastic, Buzz. This was this was just a phenomenal game to watch. The offense clicked. Steve, you and I were on here last night bitching about some things. Um, they seem to have turned it around. And I mean, baseball is a fun sport like that, Steve. Every game is going to be different, and this one was just extra different. Yeah, it really was. Look, you go from the, the highs and lows, the the lows of yesterday's game to the ultra highs of today's game, jumping on and putting on a six spot in that first inning, and then Carlos Rodon just taking it from there. It was absolutely awesome. I mean, all all night. I the, my first tweet of the night for the Sox game was twelve inning or twelve pitches in an inning is cool and tough. Carlos had it from the first inning on. It was a, uh, it was absolutely awesome. And you know, before we get into the, like the best part of, of his pitching, 
tonight. Let's talk about this offense picking up Carlos Rodon right away and going through the complete order in the bottom of the first, boys. So I got my notes here. Stole that from Johnny Nani, so I don't forget things. As you guys know, I like I like to crack them a little bit, so sometimes I forget what happens. But Rodon pitches first inning clean, 12 pitches. He gets out the inning, no problem. Bottom of the first, crazy run by the White Sox. Through the order, they take a 6-0 lead. Plesak is pulled. Mankata gets a ribby. Yerman Mercedes with a three-run blast. Vaughn hits a double, which scores Lurie. Uh, Madrigal singles. I mean, it was just absolutely huge. It was absolutely huge inning. And then Plesak is pulled immediately after like 26 pitches. Now, our friend Alex Rude, as you guys know him on Twitter, he was uh, noting in our group chat that Plesak's, uh, you know, the speed on his pitches, his velocity was down. So, uh, Steve, I, I, this is where I defer to you usually. Did you see anything within Plesak where he didn't look like himself? I mean, he he's not often shelled like that. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is that that downtick in the velocity was something that was pretty noticeable, um, and there just wasn't really the usual sharp bite on his on his secondary and his breaking stuff that we have been so accustomed to seeing him, uh, particularly against the Sox, and really do so in some dominating fashion um, over the last couple of years here. So it was kind of interesting to to see that here. He just didn't seem to have normal crisp stuff, and and the velocity definitely was not there. Tony. Uh... I'll let you follow up on Plesak. What did you think of his performance? Uh, his performance was dog shit, and we're not here to review his tonight. I so thought to it was speak, really good, but... actually. <laughs> no, if you're if you're if you're thinking about uh, actual performance from a pitching standpoint, not very solid. But I'll take that against the White Sox any day. I mean, this is a lineup that struggled against him last year. Sox were able to put a hurt on him right away. I love crooked numbers, especially when they come early, man. Like. If you're talking about what sets Carlos Rodon up for success tonight, it's first innings like that. And I think, you know, we talk about how great this bullpen is and in on paper, this rotation is just as nasty when all these guys are working. And Carlos Rodon is is not a guy that uh you really even had penciled into this thing at the get-go, uh at the onset of this year. Um, so I mean, this is just a gift and this is awesome. Uh Plesek, though, first inning, terrible. Uh for the White Sox, great. And I love seeing the offense come out. Uh, Yohan Moncada uh, getting on base, Robert turning it around. Uh, you still have Eaton clicking. That first inning was just, I mean, that, that's how you set the table and win ball games. Let's talk about uh, Yerman Mercedes bomb, his three run home run in the, in the first inning guys. I, I know, I believe Eloy's was longer, but I, it didn't feel like it. Uh, Steve, we'll that's start what with she you. said. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, that's his second one tonight, man. That's his, that's his second one tonight. He's bringing the heat. The innuendos are flying. He's right bringing now. the heat. Right I dig now. it. I, I dig it big. Time. I mean, it, it, hey, Steve, that top button swag, baby. Socks on Tampa right? after dark, baby. That's, that's what this is all about. Listen, um, I, I don't know if that your mean Mercedes ball has landed yet, you know, and, and if it has, I think any humans in the general vicinity of it really need to be careful because that thing could do some bodily harm because that thing was a goddamn piss missile coming off the bat. As soon as that thing made contact, I just looked, I just go, holy shit. I mean, just absolutely destroying the ball right now. And, you know, to kind of put a little bow on, on Zach, please performance here, him giving up six runs, two thirds of an inning things. You just really, really hate to see. You just, you just hate to see it. It's it, really a shame. It's, it is. It's, I feel, I feel very good for him right now, actually. Um, so yeah, you know, Yerman cracks that ball out of the, 
out of the park, man. It was absolutely fantastic. I thought Vaughn that thing. I up. thought that thing was going to land in the kid zone when it came <laughs> off the bat. I, I thought so too, man. He crushed the shit out of that thing. Then our guy, Andrew Vaughn, hits a double, and then Lurie Legend comes up, and a lot of people been hating on my guy. On Johnny and I's guy, they've been hating on him, but look what he did. He hits a double, you know, gets the ball over the right fielder's head. It scores Vaughn. It literally gets to second base. I mean, it, God, man, it was just absolutely the best first inning ever. This was, this was my, like, obviously this year has been kind of up and down, but this is obviously favorite Sox game so far of the year. Probably it's going to be hard to top, honest to God, but the first inning showed me that this team came out aggressive and they really wanted a W and they absolutely needed that W after the struggles on the offense. And again, they went against Shane Bieber last night, who is arguably a top five pitcher in all baseball, maybe higher than that. It depends on who you talk to. They weren't able to get anything going. They come out tonight and they absolutely take advantage of police sack, get to the Indians immediately. And they never fucking turn back. And that was absolutely huge. Um, Going into the second guys, Reyes flies out, Rosario flies out, two straight uh, to Vaughn and left. Then Rosario grounds out to Abreu. Bottom of the second, not a lot of action there. Abreu strikes out, Mercado grounds out. You get a Yerman Mercedes single, second hit of the night. Um, and just so everybody knows, he was tied. in coming into the game tonight, guys, he was tied for first for most three-hit games in, in the MLB uh, at three. So um, he gets a second hit of the game in the second inning. Um, and then Collins comes in, he ends up ending the inning with a ground out. He was my pick to click tonight. So that did not go great for me for Zach Collins, but that's okay because we, we did good otherwise. So, um, again, I want to talk about Yerman again. Uh, I, we're going to get to Carlos Rodon too, but I want to talk about Yerman again. I mean, there is no way buddy should not be in this lineup every day. Uh, Tony, I'll start with you, Steve. We'll go to you next. Do you have thoughts and opinions on that? Do you, do you play matchups maybe differently, or do you want to see Mercedes here every day? No, I want to see Mercedes in the lineup every day. I mean, this is another bat that's just been prolific so far this season. Uh, you know, obviously it's a hot start, but uh, it is also a small sample size. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves as White Sox fans for two seconds here and say, I don't think he's going to continue to hit at this clip. It, that's not going to be humanly possible. If he continues to do so, start building the statues right now. Um, is he going to continue to launch home runs like he has done twice now uh, at guaranteed rate field? I think so. I, I think his bat deserves to be in the lineup. I wish he wasn't just a DH. I'd like to see some ability to put him in the field. But again, with a bat like him and a bat like Eloy Jimenez, it's it's the same thing. You want that bat in the lineup. And while it's hot right now, yes, he is he should be in that lineup every single day. Again, you start running into some of those roster construction problems that we've talked about. Steve, you and I have extensively gone over some of that back and forth. Uh, but right now, I mean, again, it's you need that bat in the lineup because, I mean, he just offers so much protection and he's becoming dangerous. And, and the book is starting to be written that Yerman Mercedes is a problem for MLB pitchers. I think Tony hit on a lot of great points there and a couple things kind of to circle back to a piece I wrote a couple days ago here for, for us over at on tap sports net. Um, and, and just really talking about his emergence and we really are at the point where his performance is such that he absolutely needs to be in the lineup every day. He has, he has earned that right. Tony talks about 
earning at bats and plate appearances. And, and Tony LaRusso has talked about Andrew Vaughn not earning those at bats yet and not earning a position as a core piece of, of this roster. Mercedes has done that to this point. You know, you, base, baseball history is littered with guys who have been given opportunities and then they take the bull by the horns and your mean Mercedes is doing that right now. Again, we're talking about a less than two-week sample size, but he's destroying the baseball. There's no reason for him to not be in the lineup on a day-in and day-out basis. And, I, I mean, as, as long as he continues to hit the ball, and it's not just even when he's getting hits. You, you look at the at-bat he had against Shane Bieber in the ninth inning yesterday. He's having good quality professional at-bats. Even circumstances when he's getting behind in counts, he's, fou- he's fouling off tough pitches, extending at-bats, seeing more pitches with consistently, and ultimately looking to try to get a pitch to hit. He's shortening up, and he's got a really strong two-strike approach. And this is a guy that actually, if you go and if you look at his numbers throughout the entirety of the time he's been in the White Sox organization, he's hit at every level he's been at. He hit in Winston-Salem. He hit in Birmingham, a place where hitters go to die. And he he hit at Charlotte. So this guy's bat has played at every single level. So there is zero reason at this point for him to not be the DH in the lineup every single day. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. And, Tony, I'm just going to disagree with one thing that you said um, with the small sample size and White Sox fans being realistic. I'm a fucking homer. And I am already constructing the statue. So it's it's being built right now in the Buzz Cave, and I will transport it to Lot B. Um, <laughs> so let's get into um, let's get into Carlos Rodon a little bit more, guys. So as the game went on, his pitches started picking up more steam. He said in his post-game interview that he felt really good. I believe it was in the seventh when Ramirez came up to bat, and uh, he went down 3-0 on that. And Ramirez fucking cranked one. He's in, in Carlos Rodon's words, it was like 170 miles off the bat. And it went to, um, went to Andrew Vaughn there in left field and was caught. That's when he knew that he had something special going on. Now at that time, it was still a perfect game. And I was trying my best to not say anything. Cause you guys know me, you've known me for a long time. I, I, I really believe in the juju. It's in the stars, man. It's all written there. No way. You could talk about it. You just, I, I believe in that stuff. I believe in jinxes. So I, I was like trying not to say anything about it. My heart's beating out of my chest as I'm recording bulls on tap, watching it on the 65 inch here. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is really going to happen. Carlos Rodon is a guy that didn't know if he was going to be back here in Chicago. It was a guy that was talked about of not having a spot within this rotation when the season started. And through his first two starts, um, as you guys know, he was pulled out. I believe that was on Monday, right, boys? Or was that last? Yeah, it was Monday, right? He was pulled on Monday because Giolito pitched last night. He's pulled on Monday because he was he was uh, under the weather. He comes out tonight. He keeps that ERA clean. He throws a no-hitter, and he got stronger during it. If he can keep up this consistency, you have more than a three-headed monster in your starting rotation. Uh Steve, we'll start with you on that, and then we'll go around table like we always do. Listen, you hit on a couple of very important points there, Buzz. You talked about people advocating for the White Sox to move on from Carlos Rodon. I was one such person this offseason, so I got a little bit of crow to eat here. I wrote a piece back in maybe December saying that it was time for the White Sox to move on from Carlos Rodon. Through two starts here, he's looking like a guy that is extremely motivated and focused more so than he has been at any point during his White Sox tenure. 
perhaps coming in, working with Ethan Katz, maybe having that new voice to finally get through to him and get him to make some mechanical changes has been just what the doctor ordered, so to speak. But to your point, he has been just simply outstanding here through these first two starts. And it's going to be really interesting to watch to see how he's able to carry this over from start to start here. And I even took it a step further. You know, you talk about this team having more than a three-headed monster if Carlos Rodon can keep this up. I wrote back in spring training when I was uh, finally trying to be serious a little bit after, you know, taking a break from some, some sarcasm tweets that if one of the guys between Carlos Rodon, Michael Kopech, or Dylan Cease figured it out, I put it on paper. You can find it. I said this team was going to win the American League pennant. So if Carlos Rodon keeps this up, you know, if they could just weather the storm with the injuries between Timmy and Aloy, this team's pitching is, I think, going to be the best in the American League. What a story Carlos Rodon is. That's that's where I go with this is because, I mean, you laid it out right there. This was a guy that a lot of people um, – had had written off at this point in time and, and nobody took a chance on him in free agency when the Sox kind of cast him out there. I'm surprised at that. Uh, you know, former number three overall pick um, his stuff has been nasty. He's shown flashes before. I think a lot of the questioning around Carlos Rodon was the mentality and just the, you know, the, the desire to be there and win. And, and if you actually go back and look at some of the stuff and, and Ali Crow, just like Steve here, um, you know, I question some of that stuff too, but this is a guy that's faced a lot of adversity over the course of his career so far. He has battled injury after injury and wound up back in a starting rotation on a major league roster. I mean, that alone is just, you know, something that not many people can ever say. So for him tonight, like I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of him as a person, as, as a, as a warrior. And that's somebody that you want on your team. Like that's, that's fucking cool and tough. That defines cool and tough. I, I'm just ecstatic for him. You, you mentioned, you know, is this more than a three headed monster? I think so. I mean, like we've, we've gotten, yeah, we've gotten to the point now where this guy's thrown a no hitter, his stuff plays. If, if he can take that confidence and ride with some of that same energy and focus that you see when you take those those pictures of Lucas Giolito bearing down the, a batter. I mean, Rodon had that in his eyes tonight. This guy's ready to ride. So, I mean, this is – he does not look like a number five starter on a major league team. He looks like a number two number or an ace at this point in time with the shit that he had tonight. It was absolutely filthy. So, I mean, th- this is a pleasant surprise for White Sox fans, and it, it should it should scare the rest of the league, man. I mean, I'm, I'm serious about that. This is – He's got some nasty fucking stuff, and he's got a chip on his shoulder. That's dangerous. Absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. And there's one thing, as, as Steve mentioned before, too, is when you put things in writing and it lives forever, especially within on the internet. Um, now I'm not gonna like I'm not I'm not playing the buzzed Domus card here or anything like that, but I will, and I know you guys got me got my back on this here. I will do one of these because I am a huge Carlos Rodon guy. Um, I have my Carlos Rodon bobblehead sitting right over there on full fucking display. I, I've always liked him. I've always liked his stuff. I always thought that he could be good, and I'm really glad it's working out. Did I know that he would come? I'm not going to sit here and like be like, oh, I knew he would come out and be great. But I knew if he put it together, he had really good stuff, and he would be an above-average five. What was that on the episode that we talked on, Steve, when we uh, in the beginning of the year where it was just you and I, and we had said – he was a cheaper option as well than a lot of other five starters that you could have went and tried to get. 
um, you, you know, before the season started. And, it, and you know, he came back on a discount. He came back, well, maybe not on a discount, but he came back knowing he, that he had to prove something. Um, he did not know he was going to be back. So the fact that he came out and he did this tonight, this is, the, you know, absolutely fantastic that he threw the 20th no-hitter in White Sox history here tonight. And the way he has been through the first two starts of this season lead me to believe that he is going to be wildly consistent this year and he is going to be an X factor. And that is just absolutely awesome to have somebody behind guys like Lucas Giolito, who had an absolute gem of a game last night, Lance Lynn, who just threw a complete game, Dallas Keuchel, who looked better, you know, um, and he's going to continue. He's going to improve. You know, Dallas Keuchel is a proven commodity in the MLB. He's a proven pitcher. And then you're going to have a guy like Carlos Rodon, who is making basically a, a comeback tour to show people why he was a first round draft pick. And uh, dude, like I said, it's just, it's, it's absolutely fantastic that we got to experience that and that he got to experience that. Um, we, we might, we might be getting close, you know, if he can keep this up a little bit to renaming this, the Carlos Rodon revenge tour. That would be, that'd be great. I, I would, I would definitely rock a t-shirt that said that I'm here. I'm here for it. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on through the game here, the white Sox, again, we already had talked about how they had put up six in the first, they put up two in the third. And then after that, there's no more scoring for the rest of the game. You know, get a couple hits here and there. Um, Yerman Mercedes, again, bringing him up. He gets a, like a, it was just so odd. It was like this, this pop-up to center field that the center fielder was playing like way back on him and he could not get to. And that lands. And guys, that is a league leading. At that point, it is a league leading. Uh, four times this year, he has had three hits in a game. It's fourth time, so he's now league leading, and his average sits at five hundred. So, I think that that then at bat was just kind of what I was talking about earlier with his two strike approach being a guy that is going up there, shortening up his swing, not just going up there trying to trying to hit the ball onto the concourse like he did in his first at bat. He's trying to shorten up his stroke and just put the bat on the ball, and that was a perfect example of that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Another thing I kind of want to bring up is: Did you guys know Nick Magical could hit the ball that far? Because I, I no, here we okay. go. Okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you saw my tweet in, in the first inning because he was the last batter that Plesac faced, and I, I jokingly said Terry Francona came out to the mound and said, "If this little slap dick can hit you hard, you're done for the night." <laughs> I know so many people were happy. Everybody you was are, raking. Yeah, everybody. Well, the, everything was clicking tonight, and I mean that's what makes it all the more magical. Um, you know, as as a game as a whole, because the the offense did things tonight that you expect the offense to do. You've got Yerman Mercedes right now early in the season. If you're a Sox fan, like every time he comes up to the plate, you expect him to get a hit. It felt that way tonight. Yohan Moncada coming through. You got Luis Robert coming through. You saw extra base hits. You saw a lot of crooked numbers. Things were clicking for this team early on. And I mean, even Nick Madrigal. Who would have thought? I mean, look at us. Who would have thought? Hey, hey, look at us. Let's look at us. I didn't think it was, not me. I didn't think he could hit the ball. Not that me. Far. Not me. Not, I not me. Think, no, not me. Not, not me. It, 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 was, it Listen, it was still just a screaming single, though. You know, at some point, I'm going to need him to see if he can locate a GPS system to find his way over to second base on a batted ball. Here's my question Did he smile 
after the no hitter, like I want to go back because I'm I'm still on this. Nick Madrigal like has one emotion, and that's just like straight face. Did he smile? Was he happy after the no hitter? Did anybody see that? Well, he's very small <laughs> on camera, so you can't tell if he smiles or not. I'm sorry. He's no, he's no Connor Gillespie. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jesus, I'm sorry. I, I like Nick Madrigal. I like him. He he did he did good tonight. All yeah. right, we got we got it. He did smile. Okay, like can we get like a picture of it? Like tag socks on tap or at Tony on tap. I need to see a picture of Nick Madrigal smiling for just you know just for my own personal like proof that he like actually cares about being here and he's not a robot. We need a video guy. We did. We we do. We need a video guy that can you know pump some video of Nick Madrigal smiling and make me look stupid on air. Oh no! No one wants you to look stupid on air. I mean, that's not. Well, it. I, I just haven't seen him smile. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him be happy. And he had a good night tonight. Everybody had a good night tonight. That's that's the best part about this. We could be screaming about stuff last night, Steve. You know, we're talking about stupid extra inning bullshit rules. And then the next day you're treated to a no hitter. That's, that's what makes baseball beautiful. Exactly. You know, you go from being hashtag mad online about not being able to score to, you know, the ultimate highs of just going out there and just kicking the Cleveland Indians in the dick and seeing Carlos are down throw a no hitter. So as we get into the, uh, we're just going to jump ahead now because there's no scoring, not a lot was going on. We're going to jump into the ninth you're, inning. This is the the same version of when you're watching an encore game and they say we're now skipping ahead in the action due yes. to time and yeah, yeah. yes, that, that that that's what's happening. So we're skipping ahead to the ninth inning and um, Lowe's gets that first out in the ninth inning, and I thought Abreu was going to tear his hammy, and I'm really glad that he got up and he was all right. Um, it was almost an infield single, but he made a great play to get the first out. Um, it was reviewed. Yeah, it was reviewed. Yes, it, it was, was reviewed. reviewed. How were you guys feeling? Like, I want to know how, how were you guys feeling during the review? Buzz, oh. I'll, I'll let you go first because like, I, I knew he was out, but I was also nervous because we just talked about this last night, Steve, like, can we get a view from New York? And just as, as perfectly as, as, this script is written. We talk about this last night extensively. Can we get a view of New York? And that's exactly the first thing that popped in my head. I was feeling uh, nervous as hell, to be honest with you. My heart was, I told you, like my heart was beating out of my chest. As I was doing the Bulls on Tap post game show, I was having a hard time focusing because I was like, you know, I was, I was doing one of these, man. My heart was beating real fast. And when the review came up, I'm like, they're going to find a way to screw us because that's just what happens. You know, the baseball gods and the basketball gods usually hate me. So I was like this, they're going to screw me out of, out of perfection here. And then it didn't happen. So I, when the, when the review came back and they said he was out, which I knew he was out, you could tell by every single view we got on the, on the television broadcast, I was, it was absolutely ecstatic, man, because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I'm about to watch the third perfect game for the white Sox in my lifetime. That's what I was thinking at the time, and uh, I was absolutely ecstatic when uh, when he was out. Steve, you know, I'll I'll take it back even a step further. Um, after he got the third out in the eighth inning, I I kind of went through my Twitter feed a little bit and saw a good old Boob Nightingale tweet <laughs> that Carlos Rodon was three outs away from an, from a perfect game, and I I looked at it and I was like, well, there it is, the Nightingale jinx. It's it's over now. Um, 
you know, so and then it's like right on cue that first hitter Naylor goes up there and hits that ball to a Bray and he's got a slide feet first into the bag. Um, it's almost just like, you know, it's like, it's like he's trying to, to jinx this thing at the, at this point, just with his powers of all nightingale and everything. And, uh, but, um, you know, they, they were able to pull through it. Are you, you're not a big nightingale guy, huh? I call him boob for a reason. Oh, you even had, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Scott Greger was doing the same thing. Oh, you had a few of them out there. And I know. Just, I, I saw like, some, I saw summer of George out there blocking anybody who, was mentioning anything. And I respect that. If George is in here, he's watching whatever. Um, power move there. Block him. Just block him. Because you don't want that energy, Buzz. You're a juju guy. That's that that that's the right move, correct? Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason I wear a star constellation on my neck every day. It's star constellation from when I was born. I really do believe in the stars, so I just don't say that. I, I really do believe in it. And when you put that energy out into the air of something that should not be spoken of as it's happening. You put negative energy out and that can affect what's happening in real time. So when you jinx shit, it really makes me mad. Like it infuriates me. I've never blocked anybody on Twitter before. I don't even think I have anybody muted, but I am. So you're not, you're not on the Steve stone block train. No, no, I don't do that for people with differing opinions or who just want to have fun on a social media platform. I, I, I don't have enough time for that. He must have a ton of time for that. So, what well, you know, I'm not a big Steve Stone guy, as we all know here on this show. But um, we get into the next batter, and this has now become public enemy number one for me. That guy, he, Perez could have jumped out of the way. He didn't need to rob us. So I do not like him anymore. I didn't like him in the get-go because he's a Cleveland Indian. And I hate everybody within our division. Shout out my big brother, NWI Steve. Anybody in our division, I cannot stand more than anybody else. Cubs included. Anybody in my division, I cannot stand. That's the correct take. I cannot stand. The fact that he did that pisses me off. And I hate him now. I hate him. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on what you thought when when he uh, when his foot got hit there by a Carlos Rodon breaking ball. I'll leave it to you, Steve. You, I you mean, my start. my initial my initial reaction was "son of a bitch," you know. Um, yeah, my, I tweeted that. That's exactly my, right. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because my 13 year old nephew like started texting me during the during the ninth inning of this game, and and he's like, "Are you watching Rodon?" And and I'm you know I'm kind of like you know of course I'm watching this, and uh, he's like you know this is pretty intense, and so I have my cable through AT and T, so I'm on a little bit of a delay, and he's got him and my sister have Comcast. And so then he sends me a text. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I saw it like two seconds later. I'm just like, come on with this of all ways to lose a perfect game, to do it with two outs to go on a hit by pitch where a guy didn't even move. It's just like, this just sucks. Yeah, I was, I was pretty upset about it. And there is one Cleveland Indian, Steve, and I hope you don't get mad at me and big brother me with your 24-inch pythons. But I, I do want to say that uh, Mr. Chang from the Indians, I will buy a beer for because he jumped out of the way like a man. So he gets credit for jumping out of the way like a man and not being a dick. I'll allow it in this circumstance. Mm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm. Well, you're disagreeing with me now. Is that because I said I was building the statue of Yerman 
Is yeah. that why? No, as long as it's going in lot B, man, and we can all we can all party with it. You know, well, I, no, I, I'm not I, gonna I, have them in a lot B with us. I'm just gonna like FedEx them a Miller Light. I don't want oh. them to hang out with us. I'll send them some Jello shots too. That's too much. That's too much. He did all right. I mean, no. you know, let's not go crazy and give away our Jello shots that get me lost within the stadium, please. Okay. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Whatever. So after that, Carlos Rodon, um, I believe he he actually ends up striking out. Uh, Chang and then Luplo grounds out to Yoan Mankata to to end the game. That is uh, obviously again Carlos Rodon's first career no hitter. That is Zach Collins behind the plate. He caught a no hitter. He looked absolutely ecstatic. The team was ecstatic for him. And this this one guys ended on 114 pitches for Carlos Rodon. Out of those 114 pitches, 75 were strikes. He had seven strikeouts on the night. Hey, hey, Bob, Bob, sorry, I got to interrupt you for a second here because I'm just seeing a tweet coming across here from Sarah Langs, who tweeted that before tonight, Zach Collins had caught just 15 games in his career. That's tied for the fifth fewest career games caught before catching a no hitter in the modern era. See, Sarah's got great mind. She's she's hearing it within the stars what we're talking about right now. See that you're getting all philosophical on everybody. It's I, late I night. It. It's late night. It's getting philosophical. It's late, it's late night. I have been drinking sours um, by Revolution, which you can read reviews on at ontapsportsnet.com, and I'm feeling very good about myself because right before the game ended, Tony, you texted me, and I told you I loved you. I was going to go play in traffic because of how upset I was, and this yes. just brought me back from the dead. So yes. I'm I'm completely back right now. Yeah, you had a rough Bulls game. You had a rough Bulls game. If I, I were did. you, I would just never watch another Bulls game. Well, that would be really bad for our content, so I can't <laughs> I know. <do> that. <laughs> I know. I can't. No, but if I were you, I just wouldn't watch. I'd just watch the White Sox because they're they're way more exciting. That's just that's just me. Well, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Our 500 White Sox team is definitely way more exciting than that other Jerry Reinsdorf owned team. Steve often asks me how I do two of those teams, and I still don't have a good answer for him yet. So. Um, you know, guys, we you, you just about clearly our... love pain. Yeah, clearly... you know, I, I guess I'm into it a little bit. You know, l- let's not let's not talk about pain right now, though, guys. This is this is a good night, despite what happened to Jerry's other team tonight. I'm sure Jerry Reinsdorf is 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 doing just fine right now, with the fact that uh, he's got Carlos Rodon throwing no hitters in front of fans, and this is just going to pique the interest in this team. And you know what, guys. This is the type of game that will set the tone for the season. That that I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, like, this was the game where these guys are going to gel. Because this is where they turn the corner. They didn't even need a corner to turn. They just needed that game to gel. And it happened early. Like, you talk about, you know, like, you go back and look at, like, great teams. There, there's always that game. There was that game in 2005. There's there's been that game everywhere. This was th- this could have been it, and if that was it, that sparks this team into being a complete juggernaut. And it happened in April. Holy fucking shit! I, I there, there's going to be struggles. I'm, I'm going to preface this. There's going to be struggles along the way. But if you don't think that this team gelled tonight in the locker room after this on the field celebrating something. This is where you start to build those things. And especially because they had one last year. Celebrating those good moments and wanting to have that kind of success over and over again is just going to drive them even more. 
Yeah, I, I, I completely, I completely agree with that. I, I really do. I, I think that this is going to be a huge, this is a huge moment for the squad. Um, and, you know, moving in to, to tomorrow's game, guys, we're going with another pitcher with goose eggs in his ERA. We're going to Lance Lynn tomorrow. And with what you just said of, of these guys celebrating together, you know, getting ready, this is a turning point. They're, they're, they're going to move forward. They're going to, this might help them click. They get their, arguably their leader back tomorrow. I know a lot of people say Abreu. I mean, there, there could be more than one leader. There can be. Yeah. And they get Tim Anderson back tomorrow too. So imagine the spark that they just got tonight from that performance. And then they get TA back tomorrow in the leadoff spot and at shortstop with Lance Lynn on the mound facing off against, um, it, it just went away from me. Who was it? I'm so sorry. I closed out the tab like a jag off. Oh, beers happened, man. Well, yeah, I closed Beard. out the tab. It's Aaron Savali. That's how I say his name, right? Did I do it right? Yes. I did it. I'm, yes. I'm, dude, I'm not going to validate anything you say because I am the butcher of last names. Johnny Nani can uh, can attest to that. I am the butcher of last names. So if I'm validating what you said, it means that I probably would have done worse. I still feel good about what I did. So I still feel good about it. So, boys, tomorrow that's the pitching matchup. Lance Lynn against Aaron Savale. This game starts at 110. This is a 110 game. What are we looking for tomorrow, Steve? What are we looking for tomorrow, man? I'm looking for Lance Lynn to go out there, do exactly what he did at his last outing. Just go out there, attack from pitch number one, be in that strike zone, fill it up with with the various different types of fastballs that he's got, and just go right at this weak-hitting Cleveland Indians lineup and just continue to shove. Remember, when he threw that complete game on on Thursday at the home opener, he said, "I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the lead here. Everybody else in the in the rotation now, you need to follow my lead." And since that happened here, we're starting to see more length out of the starting rotation here, and this team's starting to to show some signs of life here. So I look for him to continue that, have another strong guy, and go out there and shove, and let's win this damn series. Absolutely, Tony. You know what? I, I said this during the game. I, I was talking with my wife back and forth as this was going on. And starting the year, you thought that your top three were Lucas Giolito, Dallas Keuchel, and Lance Lynn. Correct? Does everybody on the show agree? I mean, yeah, nod. Okay. If, if you couple that with Carlos Rodon figuring it out, he's he's just one guy that's figured it out. Dylan Cease in his last start was not bad at all either. You've got this rotation of of scariness. I don't even know what the word is because I'm starting to look back at like that 2005 rotation that we had. You go through like one, two, three, four, and you get to five and you're still in trouble. This, This rotation has the making of a juggernaut. Imagine being the Cleveland Indians right now. You oh, just that's, got, a ter- that's a terrible thought. Well, Steve, for for one second, put yourself in the mind. I, I, of, I, I, of I, Tony, Tony, Tony I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I, I don't want to hurt myself mentally yourself, that much. Put yourself in the mind of a Cleveland Indians fan and realize you have to face Lance Lynn tomorrow. Yeah, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me let me put myself in the mindset of a Cleveland Indians fan. Let's see. My team just got kicked in the dick, got a no-hitter thrown them, and let's see. I've never seen them win a World Series. I've seen them, them choke three of them away. Let's see. My parents have never seen them win a World Series. My, my grandparents were little kids when they last won the World Series. God, it's just an awful existence. I'm going to go jump into Lake Erie. 
There you go. And and Lance Lynn can can help you get there tomorrow. Because here here's another guy that can go nine innings. Here's another guy that's cool and tough. Here's the question for both of you. Do we need Fear the Beard Carlos Rodon shirts after this? Oh, 100%. Yeah, a- absolutely. I want everybody in the starting rotation to grow a beard. Well, I mean, Dylan Cease has one, Lucas Giolito. They, 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 they all they all do at this at this point. Yeah. Fear beard. the beard. Fear the fucking beard. 100%. This rotation is scary as fuck. And it's great. And it's once great. this offense starts clicking and we get Tim Anderson back and Lord willing, when Adam Engel gets healthy, I mean, I'm not counting on him every day, but having that depth. You're just piece, waiting on that Adam Engel. I am. Peace. I, I, I am too. I, I am like too. Admittedly, I'm waiting on the Adam Engel piece. And, you know, obviously, hopefully Eloy can come back when we're, when we're making some noise, hopefully getting towards October. But uh, guys, I'm a cloud nine right now. This was a, this was huge for us. I'm on, I'm a, I'm on cloud nine too with you, man. I called yeah. off work tomorrow. I'm going to drink them down. No one told me we were calling off work tomorrow. So, okay, that's cool. That's cool. Me and Steve will just go to work. That's great. Steve, did calling you know about work. this? I I did not get the memo. So oh. this is all news to me. That's great. Well, it's calling too late. off work. It's it's too late for me to do Cheers, it now. Cheers, crack them, grab another beer. Call off work with me, Buzz. I can't. It's too late for me to do it now, damn it. But before we leave with everybody here, picks to click tomorrow, boys, who we got. All right, I'm 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 going to jump the gun on this one here. He's coming back tomorrow. You mentioned it, the emotional leader, Timmy TA7, back in that lineup. He's going to come in there. He's going to look to provide a spark. This happened last year when he came off the injured list. He went yard that first game. He's taking Aaron Savali deep tomorrow. They're winning this damn series. TA going to have a big day. Tony? You know, I love when my pick-to-click gets stolen right before I have to go. And like you, you build up those mental things when you're on these shows, like, what am I going to say? And, and, and you know, the feeling buzz, right? When yeah, somebody, I, when somebody steals your pick to click, it's every time, right? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost there. I'm going to go Yasmani Grandal cause he wasn't in the lineup today. Okay. And he okay. should be in the lineup tomorrow. Like, I, I don't know. Zach Collins just caught a no hitter. He might be back in the lineup. I, I'm going Yasmani Grandal because it might afford me the chance to switch my pick to click at the last minute. That's why I'm taking Yasmani Grandal. Okay, that's fair. I'm going Andrew Vaughn tomorrow. He's gonna hit his. Uh, he's gonna hit a home run tomorrow. I'm going. I'm going Andrew Vaughn. He got close tonight. I know he did. That's what he I'm got saying. very close tonight. He did. So I'm gonna go Andrew Vaughn. He's going to uh, force that issue. We put out a picture on the Sox on Tap Twitter and on uh, my Twitter at Buzz on Tap of the uh, milk carton with Andrew Vaughn missing. Uh, he is no longer missing, and he's going to be forcing. Did, uh, did you Mr. find Trevor's him? Hand. Yeah, we found him. We found him. No, as soon did, as you, did you personally find? Yeah, I found him. him. Yeah, I put a bunch of M and M's in the dugout, and I let him to. Uh, I let him to Tony Larusa, and they found each other. So uh, that, gotcha. was, that was my doing. I, I did that. So I'm 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 choosing Andrew Bond tomorrow. He would be my pick to click. Boys, I don't really have anything else unless you guys want to have any parting words before we we ride on out here. I got one parting parting statement I would like to make, boys. So if, if you'll just indulge me, I'll try to be as quick as possible. Absolutely. The city of Cleveland, Indians fans, you suckwads, I hate your existence. I hope all the bad things in the baseball world happen to you and to you alone. You deserve this. Enjoy it. Suck it. Go White Sox. 
I'll follow up on that. I've got a few. I've got a few parting thoughts for everyone. Uh, number one, this is the exact treatment that Cleveland deserves for for blowing it in the 2016 World Series. This is this is this is your punishment right now. Um, fuck you. I hate you. This is exactly how you should feel. If I was in Cleveland Indians Twitter, which won't even be Cleveland Indians Twitter next year because you don't even you have a fucking name. Um, I would be sad right now. I'd be real sad. This guy that just fucking threw a no hitter against you was, was cast aside, thrown away, came back and just fucking railed you tonight. Go white Sox, buzz. Yeah, is is it is there any is there any way we could patch in Joakim Noah to get some thoughts on this? Because because I know he's got some strong thoughts on that shithole city that's the known as the you mistake know, by the lake. I've got I've got one last thing. I've got one last thing to say. Our guy Johnny Nani was there with his dad tonight to take in that game, and that's fucking awesome. If you're a White Sox fan, you've gotten to see two of these in the span of basically a year. Treasure that. Remember that. These are moments that you're going to talk about the rest of your life as a White Sox fan. This is awesome. This is cool and tough shit. This team has so much potential. And the reason why we get so down on them on some of these postgame shows when they lose is because of nights like this. When we see this potential play out to the best of its ability. That's why we don't accept failure as an option here on this show. That's why we expect them to do things like this because they have the capability of doing it. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's not going to happen all the time, but it's there. You've seen it more often than like any other team that you've ever watched. There, there's two no hitters in the span of a year. That, that's fucking cool shit. They've, cool they've got tough. the potential. That's cool and tough. And you know what? There's, there's five guys in this rotation that can do it that have the ability to do it. And that's not Philip Humber getting lucky shit. That's these guys have the ability to do it with their Hey, I was there for that one. There was no luck involved. That was all skill, baby. It was all skill. Yeah, Philip Humber. Yeah, but that that's what I've got to say. That's it. Well, I have one thing to say. What they said. I agree with everything they said. Everybody be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at SoxOnTap, at OnTapSportsNet. Following Steve at NWI underscore Steve. Following Tony at TonyOnTap. Following me at BuzzOnTap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Again, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Go to Grandstand. You want your new Carlos Rodon jersey? Go to Grandstand. Follow them on socials at GrandstandSocks or go to GrandstandSocks.com. We'll be back tomorrow after the White Sox win the series and beat Cleveland after a Lance Lynn gem, a TA7 home run added with an Andrew Vaughn home run because we're both going to win that pick to click, Steve. Well, what do we lead well with? I forgot. I was about to say, let's go, Bulls. Oh my God. White Sox forever. White Sox forever. White Sox for life. Suck it, Cleveland. <laughs>